0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control
1: the world. Ready for your life to get back to normal? Don't hold your breath. The two primary oncoming trains are Biosphere Collapse and the CV-19 controller response to it. What part do the covert climate intervention operations play in both scenarios? Stay tuned. You're listening to the commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. If you're willing to fully face the wider horizon, no matter how bad the news is, you're on the right broadcast. As I cover as many bad news headlines as I can in this broadcast, consider and remember biosphere collapse has been, is, and will continue to be the bottom line. Climate engineering is further fueling the entire scenario. Let's cover some headlines, starting with the controller response to collapsing environments all over the globe. Let's start with this. U.S. heading for, quote, dangerous fall, as in the season fall, with surge in Delta COVID cases and return of indoor mask mandates. That's from major U.S. media sources. The report states the dominant variant in the U.S., The Delta variant will hit the states with the lowest vaccination rates the hardest this fall. They always seem to know, don't they? Always. Starting with Anthony Fauci's steadfast prediction in twenty seventeen on film and on the record that there would be a surprise pandemic during the Trump presidency. Been right about everything so far. Predictions are part of the schedule. You decide. From the report continuing, authorities in Australia, South Africa, and Asia have recently reintroduced curfews or other measures to curb rising Delta outbreaks. Fires always seem to be stoked up when they are telling us they're about to start burning down. They flame up again, over and over and over. More from the report. Outbreaks across the world are giving Americans a preview of what is to come this fall. With new mutations now being discovered every few weeks, many scientists now predict that COVID will continue circulating around the world for at least the next two to three years, requiring nations to reinstitute public health measures again and again and again. Last week, President Joe Biden stated this on film and on the record, quote, virtually every COVID-19 death is an unvaccinated person, end quote. I watched Biden state this with my own eyes on national TV. How blatant can the lying get? And while speaking, it seemed Biden was about to fall over at the podium. Mr. Biden, here are the facts of record, which you blatantly lied about. 1,007,253 injuries, 1,403 dead. And that's in the UK following COVID-19 injections. According to the UK government, The UK government's reporting system for COVID vaccine adverse reactions from the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency released their latest report July 1st, 2021. The report covers the data collected from December 9th, 2020 through June 23rd, 2021. For the three experimental COVID vaccines currently in use in the UK from Pfizer, AstraZeneca and Moderna, they report a total of 1,403 deaths and 1,000,000 7,253 injuries recorded following the experimental COVID-19 injections. And remember, all these drugs were given emergency approval, which means by definition, they are experimental treatments. In addition to these official UK governmental statistics, on the 25th of June, 2021, Public Health England released a report showing that those dying in the UK with a diagnosis of covid usually referred to as COVID deaths on these reports, whether or not it can be proven that a positive COVID test result means that COVID caused the death in 62% of these people who had already been given at least one COVID-19 injection. Mr. Biden, where exactly did you get your facts? What planet are you living on? Not one COVID death has occurred with vaccinated individuals, we're drowning in an abyss of deception and lies. Let's add this to the equation. As demand for the CB19 injections decreases, governments and big tech look to censor free speech of dissenters. The World Economic Forum, the WEF, published its new Global Coalition for Digital Safety program this week to, quote, counter health misinformation, violent extremism, and terrorist content, and the exploitation of children online, end quote. They get to define all the forms of, quote, health misinformation, which of course means any narrative which disputes the official narrative, no matter how backed up that alternative narrative is with facts. What they mean by preventing the exploitation of children online is preventing children from getting dissenting views, because several places in Canada and around the U.S. have already started injecting children as young as 12 years old with the CV-19 vaccination without their parents' knowledge or approval. On the World Economic Forum website, explaining about this new initiative, they feature a short video of Julie Inman Grant, an official from Australia, who states that we're not policing the internet for harmful material, In quote. And then she proceeds to explain how they are policing the internet for, quote, harmful material, i.e., dissenting views anything that departs from the official narrative they're going to rely on citizens to spy on their friends neighbors and family and then report them to big tech welcome to the asylum biden went on to again state that this would be quote the summer of hope and joy and that quote getting vaccinated is the patriotic thing to do End quote Again, Groundhog Day in the Asylum. Next headline. Biden administration will be going door to door in an effort to, quote, educate unvaccinated Americans. Are we going to have re-education camps soon, too? That's exactly where that road leads. From the report, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra argued that the federal government is entitled to know who has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Responding to concerns over a recently announced White House plan to send teams door to door. He said, perhaps we should print out that the federal government has had to spend billions of dollars to try and keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it's absolutely the government's business, Javier said, it is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money to try and keep people from contracting COVID and helping reopen the economy. That's what Passara told CNN. If you truly think that those at the top of the power structure care about your health and your welfare and want to keep you alive and consuming and proliferating on a dying planet, you should re-examine that reality. Investigate the wider horizon. Let's cover more headlines. Let's take a closer look at the CV-19 script. First, let's remember, again, what I just covered, what Biden stated on film and on the record last week that, quote, not a single COVID death has occurred in a vaccinated individual. Remember Biden's statement. Now let's cover this. From last week, those dying post-vaccine, where are the autopsies? Question mark. This is from numerous sources. This is an exclusive report from Jane M. Orient, MD. She sounds the alarm over lack of typical protocol with unexpected deaths. And this footnote, Dr. Orient is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, AAPS. She states this, in this age of supposed scientific medicine and a pandemic. We're relying on quote death certificates for statistics on the cause of death, even though they are known to be extremely unreliable. She continues: thousands of healthy people are dying unexpectedly, but our public health agencies are assuring us that their deaths were not caused by the COVID injection. The toll of post-vaccine deaths has reached nearly seven thousand. It's far over that if we look at the UK statistics as well, according to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. That's VAERS. That's the U.S. system. It's the best system we've got, she states, even though it misses 90% or more of the actual events. I know this firsthand from my father-in-law and my stepfather, both ended up in ER rooms, both in the hospital for nearly a week after their first injection. Neither event reported to the VAERS system. Dr. Orient continues with this. A 45-year-old mother just died of heart issues and brain swelling shortly after getting the CV-19 injection which was required before she could begin her job at Johns Hopkins University. There will be tears and flowers, Dr. Orient states, but probably no autopsy, no pause in the shots demanded for mothers and potential mothers if they want to work at Johns Hopkins University. She continues, if a person dies after COVID vaccinations, I would like to know, meaning Dr. Orient, whether or not there were spike proteins in the tissues and blood vessels and whether there was an immunological reaction that was damaging those tissues. If a mother loses a baby, I would like to see again, this is statements from Dr. Orient, the director of the association of American physicians and surgeons. She states, I would like to see a thorough examination of the placentia. Was the baby's oxygen and nutrition cut off because of damaged blood vessels? the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons then said this, I find it shocking that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, and the joint commission that accredits hospitals, are not demanding autopsies or testing of vaccine samples. It is not possible to declare a product safe and effective without obtaining direct evidence from potential victims. Here's the final statement from Dr. Orient. And again, this is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Dr. Orient states this, quote, if someone you love dies unexpectedly, demand that the medical examiner conduct a forensic autopsy. Is that too much to expect? Some sort of scientific basis for the statistics that are being thrown at us that always go in favor completely of the power structure and their narrative, like Biden's narrative that no one that's been vaccinated has died of COVID. And we're expected to buy that because Biden says so. Let's move on. This headline from New Zealand. If you don't get the injection... They plan to go and find you. Exactly who stated that? New Zealand COVID-19 response minister Chris Hipkins. Listen for yourself. Listen carefully.
2: I think early next year we'll be in the phase of chasing up people who haven't come forward to get their
1: vaccination or have missed their bookings and so on, so uh, everyone will be able to get a vaccine between now and the end of the year uh, but of course, you know, and, and I want every New Zealander to come forward but human behaviour suggests that there will be some people that we have to actually really go out and look for uh, and, and some of that may spill into next year but our commitment is everyone will have the opportunity to get the vaccine
2: by the end of the year uh, everyone will, uh, but I, I can't say that you know that we're not going to have some hesitation people or some people who just haven't come forward that we don't have to go out and find next year. Uh, but I, I can't say that, you know, that we're not going to have some hesitant people or some people who just haven't come forward that we don't have to go out and find
1: next year. If these statements from the New Zealand COVID-19 response minister, again, Chris Hipkins, don't scare you, they don't alarm you, they should. Global power structures are desperate to gain total control Biosphere collapse has beat them to the intersection and now they are more desperate than they have ever been more desperate and more dangerous and again this question should be asked and considered how many actually believe that the controllers are planning such draconian action because they care so much about the health and welfare of populations again any such notion is deeply rooted in denial and flies in the face of the facts again on a dying planet. Populations are not just expendable to those in power, but are rather a rapidly increasing liability. This is most especially true for the, in many cases, armed U.S. population. So let's not forget the 2.4 million hollow point bullets that the U.S. government agencies purchased in 2012. Question, what do you think all that ammo is for? Perhaps plan B, if plan A doesn't work out? you decide. Next headline, military members say they'll quit if Army mandates COVID-19 vaccine. That's from a congressman, Representative Thomas Massey. That's from Kentucky. He was informed by some members of the U.S. military that they would leave if the armed forces mandated COVID-19 vaccines. This comes after Report that claimed Army headquarters told commanders to prepare for mandatory vaccines in September. And this is the sort of response we need from the U.S. military, not just about this issue, but in regard to the ongoing climate engineering onslaught, that the military needs to consider what they are doing, not just to their fellow countrymen, but to the entire planet. And when the planet goes down, we all go down with it. To our military brothers and sisters, I again ask them to remember this. Remember the oath you took to protect your countrymen from all threats, foreign and domestic. pressing on, does anybody ask themselves what happened to the flu doesn 't seem to exist any longer, does it? And how do we know with the flu scenarios every year pushing the population to get a different vax, an updated vax every single year, new strain. Seems like the CV-19 scenario is just a more condensed and extreme version of that, doesn't it? Mainstream media is pushing for the vax as hard as they can. How bad does the odor have to be before more Americans actually investigate where that smell is coming from? The 4th of July is come and gone. How many blind flag waivers stopped for even a single second to consider the plight of Julian Assange, who's the very definition of patriot? How much of a price has he paid to try to tell the truth without which there can be no true patriotism, not without truth on the subject of mass deception, the medical industrial complex is a massive fraternity whose members are with few exceptions, completely committed to protecting their own, completely committed to protecting their paychecks and pensions, completely committed to protecting their way of life, whatever the cost. Again, there are exceptions But taken as a whole, if you think big medical and big pharma is only concerned about your health, your well-being, and your ability to, again, proliferate unchecked, think again. Here's the wiki definition of fraternity. A fraternity, from the Latin word frater, brother, whence brotherhood, or fraternal organization, is an organization, society, or club, or fraternal order, or traditionally, more traditionally, of men, associated together for various religious or secular aims. Who's pulling the strings for such fraternities? Those who print the money. Another headline, DC sued over vaccine law curbing parental consent for kids. This was listed in Bloomberg Law News. From that report, a new District of Columbia law that allows kids aged 11 and up to get a vaccine without parental consent is unconstitutional and conflicts with federal childhood vaccine requirements. The law which took effect in March conflicts with the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986 and deprives parents of the right to participate in medical decisions for their children the train is completely off the rails and the desperation of those in power could not be more transparent at this point. When will Americans respond? When will they look up, look around, investigate, and act accordingly? When? Let's press on with more CB19 headlines, the kind of headlines that those in control and the media that they manage don't want you to hear. And I'm only citing Headline reports from credible sources. I'm not giving you conclusions. That's up to you, the listener. Never ask anyone to believe anything I state because I'm not giving my conclusions. I'm giving you data and I'm asking you to put the pieces of the puzzle together after you actually investigate. Here's the headline Hundreds injured by COVID vaccines turn to GoFundMe for help with expenses. From that report, people injured by COVID vaccines are asking for help on GoFundMe sites because the US government shields vaccine makers from all liability for any and all death and injury their products cause since 1986. Vaccine manufacturers completely immune from any form of liability for any death or injury their products cause. Now, how many red flags do we need before the American population, the majority, Wakes up and takes a look around. Again, I ask that question. Next headline, same theme. Number of reported COVID cases among fully vaccinated continues to climb. Please research that for yourself. Same theme. Another headline. Tech CEOs were wary of vaccine mandates. But that's changing, the report states. From that report, most large tech companies are still, quote, encouraging but not requiring employees to get vaccinated. But interest in vaccine mandates has jumped since California said vaccinated workers could take off their masks. The question, how many times are we told to believe the science, believe the science, believe the science? What science? The science, the power structure purchases by those who print the money. We have overwhelming statistics of breakthrough cases, those who have been vaccinated, catching, and spreading C B 19 I've quoted those headline reports, but yet they can take off their masks. And how many problems are there with that, with polarizing workforces, with this glaring sign, this scarlet letter of who has had their vaccination and who not. And that indeed would seem to serve the power structure very well. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Left, right, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, everybody fighting over politics on the deck of the sinking Titanic. More from this report, employers seem to be getting more confident about requiring the vaccine thanks to recent mandates and guidance from local, state, and federal agencies, i.e. the criminal cabal that's masquerading as a legitimate government, not just in our country, but in countries all over the world. Here's another question for companies. Should employees have to prove they're vaccinated if they want to go without a mask? In California, Facebook, Google, and Amazon all require employees to prove their vaccination status before going mask-free at the office again. That is the way to brand those who have not chosen to get a vaccine. Another headline, Amazon joins startup of pop-up COVID vaccine sites in New York City, LA, and more. Big tech helping big government to carry out many agendas. What are those agendas? Agendas. I'm simply trying to give you the puzzle pieces so you can put them together and you can decide for yourself. Another headline, CNN political analyst says it's time to make vaccinations and vaccine passports mandatory. Those that can't yet see the oncoming train absolutely have their eyes wide shut. More headlines. Japan considers ban on Olympic spectators, prepares state of emergency for Tokyo. The CB-19 fires will continue to burn. Count on it. Another headline from last week, family demands answers as father fights for life on ventilator after having AstraZeneca injection. That's from the UK Daily Mail. All these reports are very easy to research online. All I'm asking you to do is investigate. Another headline, vaccinated Israeli student catches CV-19 from vaccinated relative and then infects 83 high school students search that report and decide for yourself. Here's a headline that simply asks a question. Are we even allowed to ask this question? Let's find out. Here's the headline from last week. Is the Delta variant a cover for ramped up CV-19 vaccine-related mortality? Just asking a question. Search that report. Decide for yourself. Here's some CDC data to consider while doing so. According to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, a vaccine breakthrough infection is the detection of CV-19 in a person 14 days or more after they have completed all recommended doses of their CV-19 vaccine. As of April 30th of this year, a total of 10,262 COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough infections had been reported from 46 U.S. states and territories. Four thousand four hundred twenty-seven patients with the infection were hospitalized. Eight hundred and seventy-nine of them died. Wait, Mr. Biden, didn't you just tell us last week? I saw you on live mainstream TV telling us that not a single vaccinated person has died of COVID. Going to keep reminding of this because the lies are so incredibly egregious at this point. This report continues. This totals four thousand six hundred and 86 patients with COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough infection who were hospitalized or died. Question, how much worse have these statistics become since April 30th, and why doesn't the CDC update their data more often? That blank isn't hard to fill in, is it? They don't want us to know these kinds of facts. Another headline, UK ministers told once human vaccine rollout is over, pets should be given COVID jabs as well. The fun never stops in the asylum, does it? Let's move on and connect additional dots. How does all of this intertwine with biosphere collapse and those who manipulate the weather and the climate system? Recently, parts of Canada, Manitoba to be exact, received desperately needed rain just in time for the region's farmers. The premier of Manitoba, Brian Pallister, that's the head of the Manitoba government, stated this on film and on the record. I want to thank the people in charge for making that rain available. Keep up the great work, end quote. But there's more. Listen very carefully to this two-minute audio of Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister. First, he completely ignores and dodges a reporter's question about the possible alternative CV-19 treatments, and then he pushes Big Pharma as Manitoba's main industry. And finally, in regard to, quote, the just-in-time rain that Manitoba received. Again, the premier states, "I want to thank those in charge for making that rain available." Listen carefully. Decide for yourself.
0: If we're fighting this disease from you know from the sky, from the land, and from the sea, so to speak, there also seems to be another kind of hesitancy, and I'm speaking about um, treatment drugs. Uh, there's a hesitancy to talk about ivermectin. There's a hesitancy to, to try it, it seems. Maybe you know something more about what our health system is doing, but there's certainly news that ivermectin, I mean, Dr. Alessandro Sarenton, an oncologist working at, with a laboratory at Yale, believes that uh, ivermectin could be very effective. He's worked with it. He's tried it. And, of course, he's not the only one. Uh, it's apparently a drug that does no harm. In particular, it's not but a big risk to try it, but it has helped many, many people. Are we doing anything with that? And if not, why not?
2: We're pursuing uh, domestic research that we hope can lead to uh, better vaccine availability in the future, perhaps uh, and not uh, during this uh, wave, But uh, when we need uh, uh, boosters in coming years or if there's another pandemic to have Canadian research available and pro- we have production, of course, in Manitoba. it's our, our leading industry, is drug manufacturing. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks to all uh, concerned uh, for the rain. Uh, our fire situation, though not uh, fully addressed, has uh, been significantly reduced in terms of its danger uh, as a consequence of this rain. And, of course, when farmers make money, we're all better off. And uh, this is a billion-dollar rain for our ag community. So uh, uh, I want to thank the people in charge uh, for making that rain available. Keep up the great work.
1: Brian Pallister, Premier of Manitoba, Canada, pushing Big Pharma, the power structure agenda, and thanking them for, quote, "I, I want to thank the people in charge, he stated, for making the rain available. Keep up the great work. Now, with all that in mind, Let's consider this. This is new from CBC Canada. That's Canadian corporate media. This headline, easing of rules to come next week as Manitoba achieves vaccination milestone nearly one month early. From that report, these several bullet points. Pallister said vaccines are, quote, our way out of the pandemic. Also from the report, this single day Vaxathon opens in all Manitoba super sites to walk in vaccinations in order to spur Vaccination uptake. And this, Manitobans can receive a card that proves that they have been fully vaccinated two weeks after their second dose, which allows activities that health orders prohibit for others. Police state unfolding. Question, is Brian Pallister an obedient minion for the power structure? You decide. Seems everything is going his way, isn't it? And he's doing everything he's being asked to do by those who control from behind the curtain. Now let's ask this question. What happens to those that aren't so obedient to the power structure? Do they get rain or another scenario altogether? This headline, whistleblower doctor canceled by Canadian health authority after going public over vaccine neurological reactions. Listen carefully to this data and compare this data to the Manitoba premier and his obedience scenario that I just covered from the report, a Canadian doctor who blew the whistle on severe neurological adverse reactions suffered by patients in his small first nations community in British Columbia, Canada, after accepting the Moderna COVID-19 mRNA injection has been disciplined by a provincial health authority for promoting quote vaccine hesitancy after Dr. Charles Hoff, went public with his experiences in early April of multiple First Nations patients in his village of Lytton, who suffered from severe and unique Bell's palsy and other neurological adverse effects after receiving Moderna vaccines. Hoff was disciplined by BC's Interior Health Authority only a few weeks later. For those that don't know Dr. Hoff's hometown, again, Lytton, BC, this was the epicenter for record-shattering Canadian temperatures. Of 121.5 degrees, and on that very same day, 90% of light in British Columbia was incinerated to the ground. Just an amazing coincidence. Perhaps you decide. Moving on, more on biosphere collapse. Thousands of California farmers told drought could cut off their water. There's no could, there's no may, there's no might. It is. In my region of Shasta County in Northern California, since 2007, we are over 400 inches of rain short. From this report, the State Water Resources Control Board notified about 6,600 farmers in the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta watershed who have rights to use water from the Central Valley Estuary of impending water unavailability, end quote. How true it is. In the words of former President Lyndon Johnson, he who controls the weather controls the world. Why? Because he who controls the weather controls the food supply, thus controls populations, thus controls the world. More headlines on that note. Huge swaths of farmland destroyed by hailstorms in Europe. Search the engineering winter section on geoengineeringwatch.org to learn about a primary weapon in the geoengineering arsenal. Engineered winter weather using patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Another headline from last week from smithsonianmagazine.com. Swarms of grasshoppers invading Las Vegas are visible on radar, or so they tell us. Let's look a little bit deeper at this story. Experts say the insects are migrating north in response to unusually heavy rainfall in the region. Back to the weather aspect. Last week, the local National Weather Service posted eerie radar footage of the city on Twitter, explaining radar analysis suggests, they say, most of these echoes are biological targets. This typically includes birds, bats, bugs, and most likely, in this case, grasshoppers, so they say. How do massive hatches of locusts happen, plagues of locusts, bring enough rain, extra rain, at just the right time? And for the record, Vegas has received much more rain this year than its normal annual average. They've already received more rain than its annual average. Imagine that in the otherwise dry entire western U.S. The radar image in question was absolutely not insects as this yarn would have us believe. The grasshoppers would have had to cover the entire sky over a massive part of the state. Those that bother to look up and investigate climate engineering operations and the reflective heavy metal aerosols they use know full well what's causing the radar anomalies. Here are some past excuses given for the same exact type of radar reflections. These are mainstream cover-ups of climate engineering. Here's the headlines. You can look it up yourself. A swarm of ladybugs so huge it showed up on National Weather Service radar. And for the record, that radar anomaly was about 2,000 square miles. Do we think we had a 2,000 square mile cloud of ladybugs extending from Barstow, California, to Riverside, California, and nobody noticed? This is completely absurd. Here's another one on the same theme. Massive swarms of migrating dragonflies are so large they're popping up on weather radar. Again, same size cloud, and nobody saw such a cloud. It was simply given as the excuse for the reflections on the radar. Massive radar reflections where there is not a cloud in the sky, just like the ones cited, can routinely be observed over North America and elsewhere around the world. Question, what's causing all of those anomalies? We see them over California all the time. Is this the flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz? We live in an asylum, and those in power are increasingly aware that they can toss out almost any narrative, No matter how absurd, and many will gulp it down. Again, such is life in the asylum. Let's blaze through a few more headlines. The fracking boom is over. Where did all the jobs go? Another headline. On July 9th, 2021, Cyber Polygon Begins. It's an exercise about a cyber attack that takes out the supply chains. Question, just a drill or a scheduled event? Another headline, same theme. Klaus Schwab. Cyber attack worse than COVID-19 crisis. Power grid down, banking offline. Here's the thought to consider. For those that think record high stock markets, artificially inflated, and home prices in the same category will save you. Think again. It's all a facade to pacify populations until the moment of impact which draws near. Another headline. U.S. oil prices hit six-year high amid OPEC standoff. That's the least of our problems. What you can eat drink, and shelter with will be the most precious commodities very soon. Another headline, Oakland streets erupt into 12 hours of nonstop chaos, homicides, shootings, sideshow violence. That's from CBS San Francisco, just the beginning. Mad Max on steroids is coming soon to a city near you. Next headline, is there a link between the collapsed buildings in Miami and John McAfee? Look at the report, decide for yourself. But if you think buildings simply fall down from nothing, investigate a lot further. Perhaps start with World Trade Center Building 7, the one no one wants to talk about. And about 9-11, for the record, it was the event that gave the military industrial complex the license to invade and extract resources for the empire from the Middle East. How's it going over there in the Middle East now that the planet is in total implosion mode? This headline, Kuwait shocked the world with scorching heat, recording 163.4 degrees under the sun, ground surface temperature, and 129.2 degrees in the shade. We're entering the wet bulb realm. That's a combination of temperature and humidity that is intolerable to the human organism. That's when people start dropping dead in the streets, and their streets are indeed deserted with this kind of heat going on right now. Pictures proved it. Another headline from last week, record June temperatures point to more extraordinary extremes. No question about that. Another headline from last week, ocean dead zones are releasing one of the world's worst greenhouse gases. This is methane and nitrous oxide, greenhouse gases that are filling the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass. Climate engineering and the attempt to mask this from the public for as long as possible is further fueling this scenario. If we stay on this path, we will end up at Venus Syndrome. Not a metaphor, a scientific scenario. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome if you want to learn more. Another headline from last week from CNN. California drought is caused in part by lack of snow in Sierra Mountains. What a ridiculously stupid statement. That's like saying drought is caused in part by lack of rain. It's ridiculous the kind of headlines that we get from so-called mainstream sources and their so-called science experts. Same theme, lack of runoff. Klamath Salmon on Path to Extinction. That's West Coast Salmon on the Path to Extinction. Two more headlines. Study. Northwest heat wave impossible without climate change. Here's a newsflash. Also impossible without climate engineering operations. Ionosphere heaters that are creating and maintaining the high-pressure heat dome that is blocking all precipitation from the U.S. West. If you don't know anything about ionosphere heaters, please research them. The science is not disputed. They can heat the ionosphere to extraordinarily high temperatures and create exactly this type of heat dome. The technology is not disputed. It is part of the weather engineering arsenal. Please, academia... Tell the truth while it can still matter. Stop towing the line for those in power. Band together, stand up and tell the truth because you know what the truth is. There's not a meteorologist alive that doesn't know this is going on and they are all lying to protect their paychecks and pensions. Bad career decision to even mention climate engineering. So let's all just pretend it isn't happening because it's not socially acceptable and let's look the other way or certainly don't look up. Don't acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the sky until the ship goes down and it is going down by the day. Another headline, world must step up preparations for, quote, extreme heat. You can't prepare for the kind of heat that will come if we remain on this path. It means planetary omnicide. Technology won't save us. In fact, the misuse of technology is what brought us to this incredibly dark corner we now find ourselves in. Though countless forms of human activity continue to decimate the planet, there is much more to the climate chaos than we're being told. Much, much more. Stay tuned. Many more frontline breaking reports in a moment, reports that cover the converging catastrophes that are rapidly closing in on us all. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and in doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It's our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 309, July 10th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political commercial free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, Texas, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now in Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Columbus, Ohio. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly through email helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Moving on. I'll get to more bleak frontline breaking reports in a moment, but forgive me if I rant just a bit. What's the background to everything that's unfolding that almost none have on their radar? The unfolding and abrupt collapse of Earth's life support systems. As I've tried desperately to point out more times than I could count, the entire CV-19 scenario is a controller response to the background of biosphere collapse. The planet can no longer support the weight of the human race. Power structures all over the world, i.e. the criminal cabals that masquerade as legitimate governments, know that they can no longer support their populations. It would be naive not to expect such a response from them as that which all of us have been and are being subjected to. We, all of us, are now part of multiple massive and ongoing experiments without our knowledge or our consent. The gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding cannot be overstated. All of us are now passengers on a planetary Jonestown being managed by the morally bankrupt and the criminally insane. What is most perplexing and alarming of all, even more so than the actions of the controllers, is the behavior of the majority population on our rapidly dying planet—willfully blind obedience to sources of power that verifiably don't have the best interests of populations in mind. Again, what agendas and objectives should we rationally expect from the controllers, i.e., those who print the money? Consider what I already cited: the planet's failing life support systems can no longer support global populations. Our seas are dying, fisheries are collapsing, crops are failing starvation chaos and carnage are coming at blinding speed this isn't an opinion it's a statistical fact to those that don't yet believe it you will very soon you can quote me on that and given all of this again i ask is it rational to believe those in control actually want to protect and preserve the health and welfare of global populations so that from their perspective the unchecked growth and consumption of the human race can continue until there is virtually nothing left How many times have the Global Power Structure Primary Actors stated on the record that populations must be radically reduced? They've said it over and over and over. And yet, from the clearly visible climate intervention operations in our skies to the ever-changing CB19 script, the vast majority continue to pretend their governments exist to protect and provide for them. The vast majority still continue to pretend that the light at the end of the tunnel isn't an oncoming train. The vast majority continue to pretend that everything will magically work itself out. The technology and human ingenuity will save the day at the last moment. Again, this question, how's that going so far? Historical reports of the behavior exhibited by the passengers of the Titanic was that there was relative calm, even among those that were to meet their demise in the disaster. Denial was a major factor because the Titanic sank slowly taking around three hours to go down. By contrast, the passengers of the Lusitania did panic. The Lusitania sank at about the same time in history, had about the same amount of passengers and survivors as the Titanic, but the Lusitania passengers panicked. Why? Because the Lusitania went down in about 20 minutes. There was no room for denial. The vast majority of the human race is in a far deeper state of denial than the passengers of the Titanic. The planet's life support systems are completely collapsing. Covert climate intervention operations are radically accelerating the collapse, in addition to contaminating every breath we take. Global controllers are completely out of control, and the majority of populations are caught up in the power structure manufacture, bread and circus political theater of the absurd. The majority of the population continues to feed from the power-structure-controlled corporate media trough of propaganda and mass deception. Just do what we tell you to do. We're here to help. That's what Big Brother wants you to believe, and such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. Metaphorically, we, the human race, are neck deep on the deck of the sinking Titanic, and the majority of the passengers are still trying to convince themselves that it's all going to work out. Again, good luck with that. Let's move on to more reports of doom and gloom. This from last week. Pacific Northwest heat wave continues with no end in sight. Again, the climate engineers can keep the high-pressure heat dome parked in place for as long as they want. They can shut off the flow of precipitation to the U.S. West as long as they want. This is very scientifically proven technology for any that choose to actually investigate please, please do so. Another headline, scientists call Northwest heat wave, quote, the most extreme in world weather records. From that report, never in the century plus history of world weather observation have so many all-time heat records fallen by such a large margin. That's from Sir David King, the former chief scientific advisor in the United Kingdom. He said in an interview with The Guardian, quote, nowhere is safe. Who would have predicted a temperature of over 121 degrees in British Columbia? That's Lighten that I went over earlier with the doctor that refused to cow down to the power structure. The report goes on to say, the risks have been understood and known for so long and we have not acted. Now we have a very narrow timeline for us to manage the problem. That is absolutely a lie. We're through the guardrail. More on that in a moment. So what happened in British Columbia after the climate engineers thoroughly dried it out to a crisp? This, from last week. Fire clouds spark 710 1,117 lightning strikes in Western Canada in 15 hours. From that report, storm-producing fire clouds threw out hundreds of thousands of lightning strikes over wildfire-stricken British Columbia and northwestern Alberta provinces in Canada, bewildering meteorologists, bewildering them because they have their eyes wide shut, because they refuse to acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the equation. The atmospheric particulates that climate engineers use highly toxic heavy metals like aluminum are highly electrically conductive and they're bumping together in the atmosphere creates even more static electricity charge more headlines same theme from last week wildfires raging in western canada are creating quote fire breathing thunderstorms points from that report over 100 wildfires are burning across british columbia which is facing a record heat wave next bullet point rising heat and smoke are creating pyrocumulonimbus clouds that stir up wind and smoke and hurl lightning Pyro cumulonimbus was seen over lighten, mentioned lighten earlier, where 121.3 heat was quickly followed by a devastating firestorm. In extreme cases, the clouds can generate fire tornadoes that start more blazes. Raging wildfires in British Columbia are combining with record heat to create ferocious vertical fire clouds. Listen to everything I state and what I'm about to state that generate their own weather and often release powerful air blasts and downbursts that scatter smoke and embers to feed the fires even more. Scientist Daniel Swain stated this, quote, I've watched a lot of wildfire-associated pyroconvective events during the satellite era, and I think this might be the singularly most extreme I've ever seen. And now listen to this, listen carefully. Kyle Britton, the Weather Network's Alberta Bureau, Bureau Chief posted images of the pyro cumulonimbus cloud forming over British Columbia, about 70 miles from Leighton. Here's what Kyle Britton stated in a tweet. Keep in mind, this is the Canadian Weather Network Bureau Chief. He said, That's how you inject into the stratosphere. Inject particulates. That's what he's speaking about. He said that with an exclamation point behind his message. Please, I'm asking everyone that listens to this broadcast to understand that wildfires serve the geoengineering agenda. Please search that exact title for one of the most important reports geoengineeringwatch.org has ever done, 22-minute video report, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. And you will not like the data contained in there. It is beyond shocking. And it reveals the total insanity and desperation of those in power at this very dark hour. Wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Please search it and view it. More headlines. Dry corn belt ahead of pollination may spell disaster for farmers. Waging war on food production. Also from last week, Berry Bake. Northwest blueberry, raspberry, blackberry crops might be roasted from the heat. They are roasted. 90% loss. More headlines on the weather warfare assault against food supplies. Huge swaths of farmland destroyed by hailstorms in Europe. Again, search the engineering winter section of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn about Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, that's what they're seeding into cloud moisture, creates a massive weather whiplash cool down on the ground, massive hail, and massive cool and since destroying crops in many areas. Another headline, about 80% of the 2021 peach crop in Hungary has been destroyed by spring frost. Same theme, same reason. From Bloomberg.com, wild weather plagues North American grain crops as demand surges. Take out the food supply, control the populations. Again, for the record, geoengineeringwatch.org fully acknowledges anthropogenic climate change, the human race. Anthropogenic climate change, human climate change, includes climate engineering, but it includes countless other forms of human activity that affect the energy balance of the planet. Any human activity that affects that balance is, in a sense, a form of climate engineering. We have decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. But It is also to say this, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering elephant in the equation, and there can be no legitimate discussion about climate engineering without acknowledging the chemical ice nucleation weather whiplash cooldowns that they create. Major tool in the climate engineering toolbox. On that note, this headline, July snow falls in New York immediately after record high temperatures. That's exactly what that event was caused from. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Same theme, different part of the world. Unprecedented cold and record snow engulfs parts of South America. Confusing and dividing the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown by creating these anomalous chemical surface cool-downs, i.e. winter weather whiplash. This is exactly what has just occurred with the steering of the tropical storm Elsa up the U.S. East Coast. The eastern U.S. has been kept cool yet again, most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for nine years running, and this, while the western part of North America is baked and burned to the ground, climate intervention operations are core to all of it. The vast majority, even at this late hour, or perhaps especially at this late hour, are not willing to consciously face the wider horizon, a horizon that's becoming more ominous by the day. But unless or until a critical mass of populations summon the courage to fully face what's unfolding, the human race will continue its march toward near-term planetary omnicide. Before I run out of time in this broadcast, let's consider some very on-target observations made by UK-based rapper Zuby. He titled this 20 things I've learned or have confirmed about humanity during the pandemic and climate engineering should be considered in this equation as well. First, most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Second, at least 20% of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies, which will emerge under the right conditions. Third, fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The latter could be stronger. Four, propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was a hundred years ago. Access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. Five, anything and everything can and will be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Six, many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. Number seven, most people believe... The government acts in the best interests of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. What a naive belief that is. Number eight, once they have made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong than admit that they were wrong. Number nine, humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to significantly alter their behaviors for better or for worse, exactly as Mark Twain stated so long ago and that I covered in my last week's broadcast. Number ten, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism But they will demand it. Number 11. People who are dismissed as, quote, conspiracy theorists are often well researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative, which will never tell the truth anyway, will it? Number 12. Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if said safety is merely an illusion. Number 13. Hedonic adaptation occurs in both directions. And once inertia sets in, it is difficult to get people back to, quote, normal. Number 14, a significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. Number 15, so-called science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. This religion has little to do with science itself. How true that is. So many cases today, more than ever. Number 16, Most people care more about looking like they are doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing. Number 17, politics, the media, science, and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought as easily as politicians. Number 18, if you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food, and entertainment, bread, and circus. Number 19, Modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. And number 20, it's easier to fool a person than to convince them they have been fooled. Again, the last statement was originally from Mark Twain and how true it is. Suggested reading, Mark Twain's essays titled, The Damned Human Race. The Thelma and Louise moment isn't coming, it's here. The human race has crashed through the guardrail. The bottom of the canyon is the next stop. Will anyone survive the trip? Can we do anything at this point to salvage at least some part of the planet's remaining life support systems? No one can conclusively answer that question, but this is certain. We have no chance if we don't fully apply ourselves to the task at hand, keeping the ship afloat, i.e. planet Earth. The intentional interference with the climate system must be halted. All the agendas of the power structures must be exposed. Populations must find the courage to face the fact that the former paradigm was nothing short of an exercise in self-extermination. No functional environment, no people, and ultimately, no life. The sand in the hourglass has not yet run out, but it's close. If we're to have any chance of changing our trajectory, the effort will take all of us. Reaching a critical mass of awareness in the population and in military circles is the only way forward in this fight. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of GeoengineeringWatch.org to learn specific details as to how you can help to turn the tide. Please, make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with GeoengineeringWatch.org.